Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 17th of February. India recorded 30,757 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, which pushes the infection tally in the country to over 4,27,000. 541 people lost their lives to the disease in the same time period, taking the country's total death toll to over 5,10,000. Daily COVID-19 cases have been recorded at less than 1 lakh for the last 11 days, and the daily positivity rate now stands at 2.61%. The top 5 states recording the highest daily cases since yesterday are Kerala at 12,223. Maharashtra at 2748, Karnataka at 1894, Rajasthan at 1702, and Madhya Pradesh at 1388. According to the Health Ministry, the national COVID-19 recovery rate has improved to 98.03%, PTI reported. In a letter issued by Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan, states and union territories were told to review COVID curbs given the decline in daily cases. The letter read, and I quote, "Presently, as the case trajectory across the nation is showing a sustained downward trend, it will be useful if states and union territories review and amend or do away with the additional restrictions so imposed after considering the trend of new cases, active cases and positivity within the state and union territories." End quote. The Deccan Herald reported that yesterday Christoph Gilmoto, a researcher at Center de Sciences Humanes Delhi, has estimated India's COVID death toll at almost 6 to 8 times higher than the official toll. months after the second wave turning india into one of the world's most severely covid affected nations officially created in 1990 center de sciences humanes is part of a network of 27 research units of the national center for scientific research and the french ministry of european and foreign affairs Associated Press reported that Hong Kong is implementing China's zero tolerance strategy to deal with an outbreak of covid-19 among prisoners in the country Infected inmates are being moved to an isolation facility as the city struggles to snuff out a record number of cases. Today, the Correctional Services Department said that the Shah Sui facility on Lantau Island was designated for quarantining infected prisoners, whose numbers are expected to grow. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 417 million people and caused over 5.85 million deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. With less than 3 days left for Punjab to vote in the 2022 assembly elections, the Congress and BJP are making efforts to capture the imagination of the people. Indian Express reported today that the incumbent Congress party is yet to release its manifesto. While senior party leaders are worried over the delay, those in charge of the manifesto said that it may be released online today. Senior Congress leader and former Prime Minister Manmohan Singh today encouraged people to vote for the party and cautioned them against the BJP's divisive policies. In a video message in Punjabi, Singh said that the center had tried to bring disrepute to Punjab Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Channi and the people of the state in the name of Prime Minister security. He said and I quote, "This did not stick." Similarly, during the farmers agitation, they tried to malign Punjab and Punjabis. What all was not said about Punjabis who are saluted the world over for their valor and patriotism. 
Being a true Indian after having been born in Punjab, I feel sad at what is happening now. End quote. He added that while people are facing problems of inflation and unemployment, the present government was still blaming first Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru for people's problems. In a rally in Abohar, Punjab, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that today, Punjab needs a government that draws inspiration from patriotism. He said, and I quote, BJP has come before you with dedication, with the resolve of security and development of Punjab, end quote. Punjab will vote on February 20th and the campaigns will come to an end on Friday. Speaking of elections, our reporters have been consistently bringing you stories from the poll-bound states. Since News Laundry is not owned by the government or corporations, we depend on you listeners for your support. With this freedom, we are able to bring you ground reports, podcasts, interviews, video reports and much more without any ulterior motives. You can trust us to bring you news that is focused on facts and the ground realities. Our ongoing election coverage is a true testament to the kind of reportage we prioritize. We are focused on the people, the voters and the issues that plague them. You can check out our election-related video reports, text pieces and shows under the tag Assembly Elections 2022 on our website newslaundry.com. While you're there, you can also contribute to the NL Sena project and fund our reportage. It is with your support that we can continue to bring you the stories that matter. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. The Income Tax Department carried out searches today at premises linked to former National Stock Exchange Chief Executive Officer Chitra Ramakrishna in Mumbai, Mint reported. The searches were conducted as part of a tax evasion investigation against Ramakrishna, PTI reported. According to NDTV, Ramakrishna was the managing director and CEO of the National Stock Exchange between 2013 and 2016 and quit citing personal reasons. Recently, it came to light that she had allegedly shared confidential information with an unknown Himalayan yogi and took his advice on crucial decisions pertaining to the National Stock Exchange. Sebi said on February 13th that the information allegedly shared included the NSE's business plan, financial results and performance appraisals of employees. Sebi has imposed a fine of 3 crore rupees on Ramakrishna and 2 crore rupees on Group Operating Officer Anand Subramaniam who was allegedly appointed by Ramakrishna on the advice of the yogi. Scroll.in reported that the Delhi police produced jailed activist Umar Khalid before a court in handcuffs today, despite two court orders advising against it. According to Khalid's lawyers, a January 17th order by the Chief Metropolitan Magistrate of the Patiala House Court, Pankaj Sharma, had stated that Khalid need not be produced with fetters or handcuffs. The court had clarified that no order directing the police to produce him with handcuffs could be located. Last June, additional sessions judge Vinod Yadav had also dismissed a petition by the police who sought to produce Khalid in handcuffs. The order had pointed out that the activist was, and I quote, neither convicted in any case before, nor was he a gangster. Today, Khalid's counsel said that they are in the process of raising the matter in court. Khalid has been charged under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act along with two students of the city's Jamia Millia Islamic University, Miran Haider and Safura Zargar, in connection with the 2020 Northeast Delhi riots.
The police alleged in their FIR that Khalid had made provocative speeches at two protest sites and had appealed to the people of Delhi to hold demonstrations in the streets during the former United States President Donald Trump's visit to India. The FIR said, and I quote, Khalid aimed to spread propaganda at the global level about how religious minorities in India were being mistreated, end quote. The BBC reported today that a senior White House official said that Russia's claims that it is moving troops away from Ukraine's border is false, as 7,000 extra troops have arrived in recent days. The US official also said that Russia could launch a false pretext to invade Ukraine at any moment. Russia has consistently denied that it plans to invade Ukraine, despite having amassed well over 100,000 troops near the border. The country has called Western concern over an invasion hysteria. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky told the BBC that they have not seen any troop withdrawal yet and they have only heard about it. President Zelensky had declared February 16th a day of unity. It was a response to US intelligence reports that Russia could attack Ukraine on the same day. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg also said there are no signs that Russian forces are de-escalating. Yesterday, he said that the threat from Russia had become a new normal. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.